Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello. Happy... <laughs> Happy Maternal Mental Health Week. I hope that you are all good. Um, um, thanks as always to my lovely sponsor, Golding Accountancy. We are golding.com for all your accountancy needs. Give me glasses a little clean. I'm, um, I've got a banging headache. It's, um, I'm getting my period. It's one of them ones where you can take a whole bottle of paracetamol. Not that I advise you to take a whole bottle of paracetamol because obviously you can do yourself in. But they just don't, nothing works. It's just you've got the headache and it will go when it goes. One of them ones. By the time you're listening to this, the headache would have gone. <laughs> Hopefully. Um, I hope you're good. I'm good. I've done a little video about um, mental health and I've put it on Instagram. A little video, it's 10 minutes long. If you want to check that out, please do. This week I'm very honoured to um, announce that my guest is the lovely Jade Sullivan, who talks about her experience um, with mental health. She's very honest about her experiences, um, how she's been affected by racism throughout that experience and also her experience in childbirth and the whole maternity services and how she's experienced racism and prejudice there and she talks about how black women do experience a lot more problems than white women death rates are a lot higher I mean it's absolutely terrible but her it's a light it is a light chat even though the subject matter is very serious I've known Jade for God, it's getting on for 20 years now um and she's a she's a fun person. So we talk about serious stuff, but it's a it's a it's an easy to listen to light chat, just with some very serious point, points, obviously. But I'm very it's lovely that she was so open and honest with me. And I hope that you enjoy it. Please get in touch with me if there's anything you'd like to talk about, um, or if you've been affected by anything she says. I'd like to hear from you. If you know of anyone who you think should come on, tell them, get them to get in touch with me. Because I'm open to everyone. <laughs> That's what she said. Um, but yes, I hope you enjoy it and I'll see you in a bit. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. 
Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Work. Wicked. It's like a playground. Right then. I know. <laughs> Wheels on the bus go round and round. Wind the bobbin up. Oh. Yeah. oh, thank God those days are over. I keep wanting oh, another child God. and then actually. Who's got time oh, God, for you, that? Did you, really? I just want one more. But really? I'm too old anyway. No You're problem. Not too old? I'm 43 this year. Yeah, we're the same age. 78. Yeah. Getting on a bit and we go. I don't think it's too old, but... Then you'd have, to, you'd have to start again, isn't it? Yeah. And especially, I think, I think it's the gap as well. Like, if May was younger, it wouldn't be so, so, so much of a leap. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Now. I know. Can you imagine going back to nappies? I know. And... Oh, I can, the chubbiness. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think, do you know what I think it is? I think it's because, you know, like, we're quite go-getting women, right? And yeah. you know, somebody tells you you can't do something, you want, kind of want to do it more. Yeah. And because I had such a trouble when I can't get pregnant easily, like I had a miscarriage last year. Do you know what I mean? Oh, There's something in yeah. that. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know, yeah, anyway. I just want to do it. Yeah, and you know, you just say four, but actually, three's a lucky number. Let's just stick on three, because, boy, I'm not having much luck in these hospitals and having babies, no. and they're quite expensive, so, boy, <laughs> I don't know where I get their money from. So, um, yeah, I don't know if we started this podcast or we're just having a catch-up. But, um, yeah, no, we're, well, yeah, I thought I'd just start recording, and then, because we need to catch up anyway, but I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to record everything. Yeah, Because cool. then I can get all I got nothing gossip. to hide, girl, you know me. <laughs> I was hoping I'd blackmail you after this. I tell everybody anything, so you know, like you really can't. Like seriously, everything's out for show. Do you know what I mean? Today, I'm very, very excited to be joined by the wonderful Jade Sullivan, who we've just decided is a creative activist. Because you're very creative and you are an activist, aren't you? Hell yeah! So, hell yeah! So we go back. Oh my god, it's got to be getting on for 20 years. Do you know that? Yes, it is 20 years. Well, 15. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, mm, I, long listen, time. Yeah, so long. But I haven't so seen old. you for a while, since, obviously, because. Yeah, since the kids were about three, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're nine now. God, that's ridiculous. I know. 
so you've got tell me about your so you've got so I've got um the twins um yeah. ben, Benjamin and Eva Rose um Afro Twins London and Little Miracle May so the twins are nine and yeah. May is six I can't believe that. Yeah. It's, I feel like that's absolutely flown by. Yeah. As it always does, doesn't it? Yeah. So we know each other because you used to work at EMI Publishing. Mm-hmm. And I used to do a bit of singing. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, was Bruce. working with your boss. Yeah, and Bruce, yeah. Mm-hmm. Bruce was a guy that managed me for a while. We sadly passed away a few years ago yeah, now. Yeah, Bruce Jeremy. Yeah, he was amazing. He was a fashion designer, wasn't he, originally? Yeah, yeah. Um, And we met yeah, through so Sarah Lockhart, didn't we? We met through Sarah Lockhart, yeah, mm-hmm. who's now, like, head of Atlantic or something, isn't no, she? No, head... Oh, I get confused, because they've all been intermingled. Is it Sony? Yeah, I think it's, maybe Sony. I think it's Sony that was EMI, isn't it, I think? Publishing, I think. I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I need to get her on as well, actually, because she's got a few stories. But so how did you get started out in... How did you get that job? What were you doing before EMI? Okay, so um, I trained. So when I was at school and stuff, I wanted to be a fashion designer. And then I went yeah. to college. I did art and design. And then I kind of did metalwork sculpture and things. And then when I was looking at uni, I was good at like the ideas and stuff. But the practicality of like metalwork sculpture and burning my puffer jacket or my boyfriend at the time's puffer jacket. <laughs> was just like, and there's a lot of competition when you're an artist. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I found this course called um, Design Management. And it was one of the only courses, well, one of two, I think, in the whole country. In Surrey, Institute of Art and Design. So I went and did um, Design Management. And mm. then... Um, what is design management? So it's the management of design. So in any design, you have to yeah. have like a management process. So, okay. um, you know, branding, fashion yep. design, product design, whatever. Yep. Um, and then I, so from there I got, um, I did a interview actually, where I went to the Islington Design Centre and I found this amazing stand with everybody was dressed in black and the coolest graphics. Um, yeah. this company called Attic and they were really forward thinking they were set up by the Prince's Trust and the reason the way they were called Attic is because um, Simon and James um, they started the company in their grandmother's attic up north Aww. in Huddersfield and they were an amazing like really forward thinking um, design branding agency um, kind of where he works with like Hype Williams on Juliet McDonald's oh, wow. fashion show and um work with loads of different bands developing like branding for them like Nike and all different brands you know developing Mm. their kind of brands and their um advertising and things and their websites and things but that was because it was so long ago (laughs) it's so long ago the internet just started there wasn't anything like Facebook or anything like that and then it was like the dot-com crash and I don't know if you know Joseph Kentish. So Joseph works in Universal. He discovered Dua Lipa. He's a oh, big okay. A&R cheese. Um, and I was friends with him. And I lost my job in the dot-com crash. Um, right. Because, you know, like loads of agencies. I guess a bit like kind of now, isn't it? Like loads of things kind of went down yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And he just said, oh, you're really like spiritual and stuff. And I just really want you to meet my friend Sarah. And that's how I met Sarah. 
Because right. dur- so during when I was at uni, I was raving. So when you was working with Spoonie and um, yeah. Dream Team and that, yeah, I was raving. So I moved to Surrey, and I was just like, these people are really weird. <laughs> kind of probably a bit like how Meghan Markle <laughs> felt when she went into the royal family. Like, <laughs> and so I moved back to London, continued raving and doing my degree. So yeah. then I had this degree, and then um, I worked with Sarah at Truman Brewery, where she had ammunition promotions. Yeah, and yeah. managed like Zinc's like branding and record labels and all of that kind of stuff, but then yeah. she couldn't pay me that well because she was like a startup company. Yeah. And then she got the job at EMI Music Publishing, and then there was a job to be her assistant. So I was her assistant and looked after Kenny McGough and yeah, yeah, um, Frank oh, as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Tyrone still keeps in touch with him. Um, and um, yeah, so. Music, like, I loved the music industry because, what, I was, what, 20, was we 21 round about then, was we? Yeah, probably, Probably yeah, about 21, yeah. 20 to 20, yeah. 23, 24, all of that time. So, coming out of raving, going into the music industry, you used to be able to smoke at your desk. Yeah. <laughs> it was drinking drugs galore. <laughs> it was good times. Um, Sarah started up forward. I'd be the uh, fruity dancing yeah. girl setting it up and, you know... Bringing yeah. the boys to the club, shaking my milkshake and that, and <laughs> starting up the grime scene. You was on the door, yeah. and taking the cash, and um, yeah, it was good. Um, but it wasn't my first love, and I, yeah, I often felt I had a big mouth. I've always had a big mouth, <laughs> which hasn't helped myself in in the way of the world. But um, so. Yeah, and I just observe a lot of things, and I think as a kind of, as a woman, like, we, this is International Women's Day. It is. And we are those, what is the saying, like, women that had not heard never make history or something like that, you know, like, yeah. good women don't make history or whatever it is. I just think, you know, I've always got really strong opinions on things, and when I'm not listened to, I'll get quite frustrated. Yep. And... Being in that music industry, I think it's one of the most snake-like, disgusting, <laughs> dirty, backstabbing, horrible industries like uh, you could ever be in. And it's very superficial, fake. And especially like 20 odd years ago, like, you know, like to see like what happened with Miss Dynamite and then when she got pregnant and then, you know, and then there was like so solid and then he... He got sent to jail and like, it's just, it was a lot of stuff right then. And then I yeah. put like um, Floetry on Guy Moot's desk and he didn't even listen to it or acknowledge, you know, and like yeah. overlook for promotion and you're just like the black girl they pull out because you're the, the loud, loud yeah. pretty, you know, black yeah. girl in the office for, you know, the signings and stuff. Do you know what I mean? And it was just yeah. quite frustrating, but my big mouth didn't help me and I was taking drinking drugs at the time. <laughs> So that you know, like certain people can kind of get away with that, and I think as a you know, like a white male executive, you might yeah. be able to kind of get away with that and do quite well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's yeah. just. But as the assistant, young black assistant in the office, that didn't serve me really well. Yeah. So I got, I got. <laughs> I tried to myself no no basically um I I kind of had a bit of a like mental breakdown and then I was doing like 
<sighs> I think it, you know, like drugs didn't suit me so much because I'm hyper yeah. as it is. And you know, I'm one for, um, God, I'm saying far too much. I'm one for like, try something and, you know, like don't say no to anything kind of thing. Yes, Just yes, have, yes. have a good time, you know, balance yep. and, you know. And then I was doing my entrepreneurial course um, at Goldsmiths at the time where I wanted to have a, a jeans label. This Because this was before stretch yes. jeans, Amy. This yeah, was before yeah. stretch yeah. jeans. And I've been to Thailand, you could get stretch jeans. And I was like, this would be great for black women with big asses and small waists. <laughs> and like, I, I even won the award. So I've got put in the Michael Jackson Mental Hospital. Because <laughs> I was a bit hyper, <laughs> right? But I was in there and they were doing like group therapy sessions and they was yeah. like beautiful women you know just like with like porcelain faces like so beautiful and she was like I'm so ugly and I was going there's nothing wrong with you and there's nothing wrong with you and you just <laughs> and they just like led me out the room and let me go and do my course and I, I I won the business award and I got five grand and and I was having all these conversations with these psychiatrists and talking about mental health and mm. as a you know like as a black woman and kind of the racism and all of this stuff. Yeah. And even though the psychiatrist was like a uh, Sri Lankan kind of brown-skinned woman, I didn't really think anything I was being really heard about this kind of racist stuff. Yeah. And then on um, why COVID is affecting black people, I heard David Harmon speak on the BBC the other day, and there's been a study that has confirmed that racism actually makes people physically ill. Because if you can imagine, you're continually subject to racism. So yeah, yeah, if my yeah, husband walks yeah. out the door and the police decide to follow him, or if I'm in a, yeah. a shop and somebody tries to follow me, or if I'm in a workplace and I'm not taken seriously. Yeah. And I was saying um, just yesterday that covert, you know, like overt racism, somebody calls you the N-word. Yep. That's very, that's probably easier to take than like covert racism. Yep. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, that's because then you kind of question yourself and you have to yes. have a conversation about it's so much deeper. And yeah. to have it, when I saw it on the TV last week, um, to have it confirmed in like a study, and then that's and that study is not really widely talked about. And all of these kind of racism things, like the, the fact that black women are four to five more t- times likely to die than white women in childbirth. Why yeah. is that not front page news? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. all of these things constantly in your face all the time and you're bringing up children into this world where, you know, you know, especially black boys and education systems and yeah. all of this stuff, it's just so draining to even speak yeah. about and yeah. to have, like... So today we've heard snippets, because I haven't watched it yet, the snippets of Meghan Markle talking oh, yeah, about... that's coming out. Yeah, that's all hit the news today, Yeah, it? and she's she's saying that, you know, someone in the royal family said to Harry they were concerned about um, what skin tone the future yeah. baby would be. And I'm just like, is anybody surprised by this? Do you know yeah, what I mean? Like, I... To be honest, when I heard it, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, that's kind of... Of course they're going to be, because that's that's the world they're in, isn't it? Do you know what oh, I mean? Like, Prince it's... Philip. How... Yeah. <laughs> Well, no, it's not even known. That's it's not even not even necessarily him, but yeah, he's known to say racist things. The yeah. the, the royal family is built on stolen goods from Africa. Yes. Yeah, and it's the Commonwealth Day today, babe. 
Commonwealth. Yeah. I just find that such an interesting word. Yeah, Commonwealth yeah. doesn't even sit right. The Commonwealth, they robbed all the goods and they're, they're living yeah. off the black the backs of black people, do you know? Yeah. This yeah, whole country yeah, yeah. is built off slavery. So it's just like... And all of this in the news, and I was watching Piers Morgan today speaking about it and shouting at Dr Shola Ammer when she was saying about racism in the royal family. It's just all a lot. And you know this is going to go on for weeks now that she's mm-hmm. opened the Pandora's box of racist things that's yep. happened to her. And, and the fact that she said she felt suicidal, it's like, give yeah. the woman a break. You know, like she's telling her story... With her diamonds. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> With her blood diamonds. I don't know anymore. Do you know what I mean? It's all a bit much, mate. And it's, it's really hard because when someone wants to be out of the... I mean, did they want to come out of the public eye? No. She's loving they just it. They to come out of the... Yeah, so it's, it's hard. When you're, when you're kind of perceived as wanting to take a step back from public life, but then obviously you go on the biggest fucking TV show. And you sold it as well. That, black, that backlash of people that are like... They're not going to give a shit what you say mm-hmm. because, you know, so then it's hard to really talk about something so important as racism and mental health when people probably aren't going to want to listen to you. Well, yeah. I mean, she's, she's talking to like a billionaire. She's talking to Oprah Winfrey, who's a billionaire, who's her yeah. next door neighbour, who got invited to her wedding. So she's slightly biased, <laughs> but hey-ho. Like, and... That she's entitled to tell her story. I think she yes. wants to control the narrative. She is a very... Yes. I think she was very naive to even enter that family and think that this wasn't going to be this, this yes. rhetoric. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. you watch yeah. anything about Diana, and yeah. God help that yeah. history doesn't repeat herself, because it's like, why? Yeah. yeah, it's... I don't know. It's, and it's kind of traumatising because it's a family, and it, it's just all a bit messy, and it's all a bit tacky, and it's all a bit... I'm not, like, I did a gym class this morning, we were talking about it on there, so I don't give a shit about the royal family, I'm not a royalist, I think it's disgusting that they've got so much wealth, and there's people starve, you know, I'm not, I'm not about I that. love them I and hate care. them, I just love them and hate them at the same time, kind of thing. It's like, I don't, I don't really care about it, but I care about race issues, and I think it's an important conversation that needs to be had. Yeah. But then on the other hand, I'm a bit like, it's just all... I think there's more, not more important things. Yeah, there are more important than than her. her, Yeah. But it's like all the shit that's going on with the COVID stuff and the government spending fuckloads of money on the test and trace systems, but then they won't give the the nurses the pay rises. And the billions of pounds they gave their mates down the pub who didn't even give them proper PPE equipment. Exactly. Billions, billions, trillions. That shit needs to be talked about. And what about old um, Prince Andrew? We're just going to forget about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to, no, do you know what? I'm going to get killed one day. You know, like the Oracle out of the Matrix and she's smoking a fag. Because <laughs> I live in the same postcode as the Queen, so it's just a bit near, like, anyway. yeah, yeah, because you live, you live, uh... Pimlico. Yeah. Like, literally, my kid's school is, like, literally, like, two minutes away from Buckingham Palace. That is, where, so where do they, where is the school? Victoria. The Victoria, Victoria Station, yeah. Wow. So let's, okay, let's talk about that for a minute before we get into the other stuff. <laughs> How's it been? So they're nine and six. Yeah. So you've got three children. Yeah, and a husband. And a husband. How have you survived this year? Um, by twirling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> twirling yeah, and drinking. Twirling amazing, and drinking. Twirling. 
videos of herself in amazing dresses. I what I obsess about your Chanel belt. It is a Chanel belt, right? It's not even one. Oh no, I just picked that from the charity <gasps> shop. It's Shut not Chanel. Up. No, I just randomly got that. Oh my yeah, God, I love I vintage. I love, love, love. I'm very passionate about vintage fashion and and style, um, and I also am very passionate about um, sustainable clothing, which. Yes. True sustainable clothing is like recyclable clothing. Like, yeah. I, I'm a eBay addict, confessed. Yep. Um, and I just think that's the only sustainable fashion moving forward to save the planet, really. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, and I love shopping. And I love yeah. clothes. Um, yeah. And it makes me happy. So, so yeah, so what happened after you did your, you won the grant with your design? Oh, yeah, so then so, I so probably spent it on clothes and, no, I think I bought a laptop and um, some clothes <laughs> and then it was like, it was the time of Apple Bottom and um, J-Lo brought a jean line out. So then I just, you know, like to have a good fashion brand, you kind of need a lot of money. Do you know what I mean? I think 500 yes. or 5,000 pounds just wasn't enough at the time. And, yeah. and then life takes over. And then they put me, basically, I went into the mental hospital. They put me on loads of drugs that made me really, really depressed. And made Why me did you go into the mental hospital? Because I, then they diagnosed me with bipolar disorder. Right, okay. Yeah. Which I, I'm not even totally convinced I've got. Like, we can give each other labels. And I even listened to something the other day, like, psychiatrists, you know, all of these things are labels. Do you know what I mean? So. Yeah. I'm not even convinced by psychiatry, do you know what I mean? And I don't know. There's a lot of questions because I've had to be quite an expert in my own um, mental health, my own fertility health. Yeah. There are, you know, there are things that are not available in the NHS that are available privately. There are reports yes. that you read. You know, the internet is your friend. You can find out a lot of stuff. And, yeah. you know, yeah, so I got through that. How long that. are you in for? I think about three or four weeks and then they gave me okay. all of these drugs because they, they have to find the right drugs for you and then they yeah. gave me something a really low dose of lithium which they no longer give people because it's like what they put in batteries Jeez. and um so you know like you know science change and mental health advice changes and you know yeah. like 20 years ago or 30, 40 years ago if you were gay you were mentally yeah. ill do you know what yeah, I mean yeah, so yeah. yes yeah yeah there's a lot of questions and I just think to me, um, creativity makes me happy yeah. and holding on to my creativity and doing like fun things and my childlike spirit, yeah, that's what makes me happy. And if you yeah. think I'm crazy when I'm dressing up as Annika Rice or twirling, <laughs> whatever makes you happy to get through this world, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm into obviously like music and um, I do my... with. With John, you know John through Sarah as well. Um, me and John have created Yellowcroft events. Obviously, not the right time to create events in um, yeah. company at the beginning of COVID. <laughs> like the day before COVID, we were just oh. like doing our shooting stuff. But yeah, we also have done some um, really cool photo shoots. So yeah. incorporating my kind of visions about um race identity and fashion and vintage fashion and style yeah we've been putting together like photo shoots so we did one like the future kings and queens in kind of bridgerton style um yeah. 
and empowering children with their kind of afros and kind of like Benetton-esque kind of yeah, photo yeah. shoots. Um, and the next one's going to be like a Black Power photo shoot. Um, yeah. So I'm going to work on that. And then I'm going to try and do my book as well, which is talking about my experience. So basically with where I came from with the mental health thing, so they forced me to go back to work. I kind of took an overdose because the, the drugs they gave me made me really ill because some drugs don't work for people and they can make yeah. you really ill. And then I had yeah. to go back to work to hear my music publishing. And then I had to face a tribunal because they, they made me unemployed and then I had to, you know, sue them. Oh, well. Yeah. And then, probably not allowed to talk about it, probably under NDNA. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Sell me. I'm, I'm a, a powerful black, black woman. I'm not an angry one anymore. So whatever. And... And then I got back into kind of my first love, which was um, like marketing and advertising. Yeah. Um, I worked with like launching the PlayStation and things like that. And then I, from there, I went on to work at agency.com, which is a digital agency and working on like Facebook campaigns. This is before Instagram, like kind of beginning of, beginning years of Facebook. Yeah. Um, so I've worked for all big brands like, I don't know, BT. I've worked for Marks and Spencers, Lacoste, um, you name it. I've worked for it, Palmer's, skin, skincare and yeah, things yeah. like that. And then, then I had to give it all up to have my children because um, I was having lots of miscarriages. So we got married yeah. in 2008 and then we tried for yeah. about a year. We got pregnant. And then I went to the scan with skipping, you know, that 12 weeks, keep it silent between yeah, you and yeah, him. Yeah, and then yeah. they're like, sorry, there's no heartbeat. So that's called a missed miscarriage. Right. And, um, and that's the thing with this whole black women are four to five times more likely to die in childbirth. They're also most likely to have miscarriages and stillbirth. Really? Yeah. So um, basically, I then had my two free goes on the NHS. Had some really right. weird doctor who probably rent, locked up rent boys at the weekend anyway. <laughs> um, but I miscarried. I got pregnant and miscarried there. And I was just like, I was beside myself with depression. Because yeah. especially like Tyrone's mum is one of eight kids. So they've got like hundreds of, you know, cousins yes. and twins. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, yeah. everybody gets yeah. pregnant at a drop of a hat. Yeah. And I think... I saw you at Glastonbury, didn't you? And you was pregnant. Yes, and I was scared. And I think yeah, I just had my miscarriage yeah. then. And, um, yes, yeah, of yeah, course. That was good Glastonbury. It was hot, weren't it? That was, yeah. That was real good. That was fucking hot, yeah. Yeah, especially when you're pregnant. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that was kind of hard. But then Tyrone, you better call Tyrone. Um, <laughs> call him. Um, he, my husband's, he um, done became the like IVF expert, and he yeah. found Mister Taranisi. So Mister is above a doctor, so that's like a board of doctorness. Yeah. And he found um, a company called ARGC, and that's on Wimple Street, just off of Harley Street, and it's where Penny yeah. Penny Lancaster and Rod okay, Stewart, yep. where they had their um, yep. sons. So basically, what they did is they took my blood for £800 to send it on a plane to Chicago. £800, I was like, I can fly it there with champagne, it's fine. 
they say, no, no, it's all right, Jay, it's all right. <laughs> Just sit down. And um, they sent it there. And what they discovered, so this is something that's not recognised on the NHS, or maybe it is a bit now if you're in the right postcode. Yeah. But they said, I've got something called high natural killer cells. So when my body gets pregnant, it thinks it's an infection and it yes. kills it. Yes. And yes. I spoke to my a doctor. has got that. Yeah. Um, I spoke to a doctor and she said, well, you probably never get cancer. And I probably, well, I'm not going to try it, won't get COVID either. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because my dad is Jamaican. He never gets ill. Do you know what I mean? He takes his mix up. I just don't really get ill. Yeah. Which is good. High immune yeah. system, but not good when you try and have a baby. Yeah. So we went there and bought one, got one free. <laughs> got twins, <laughs> boy and a girl. I've got nine in the freezer. We had a whole football team. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, if I was ever like won the lottery and I was like Kim Kardashian, I'd just get thousands of um, <laughs> surrogates to have them and be like a hippie commune somewhere. <laughs> be like the Jackson 5 or 20. Do you know what I mean? So, um, Tyra said no. <laughs> so, um, boring. boring, boring. I still couldn't win the lottery. You'd have to do it first, have the two pounds yeah. to spend it on eBay. Anyway, <laughs> um, so then basically that was amazing. But then it nearly tried to kill me again, babe. So oh. basically I went to Chelsea and Westminster Hospital, which is like one of probably the richest hospitals because yes. that's what they're saying. Yeah. The reason, you know, black women and racism kind of this childbirth horrific statistic the reason why they die is you know they're in low cost areas you know all the yeah. social factors kind of and the yeah. uh, health conditions you know diabetes and all of those kind of things play a factor but it's also racism within the system so but I had so basically I my waters break 10 weeks early so 29 yeah. weeks so I was an IVF mum, I had to have all of these injections. So when you have this high natural killer cells, what they do is they give you IVIG treatment. So imagine you're on a drip. So imagine like, if you can imagine um, in off Harley Street, like, you know, like cows being milked, but instead it's women lined up and they're all on these drips, yeah? But it's saving the embryos, do you know what I mean? So instead of your body yeah. attacking, it's attacking this fluid. Right. Okay. Yeah. So it's really oh, wow. cool. Like, and yeah. I just think, why doesn't everybody know about it? Because can you imagine the amount of women in this country alone that you know commit suicide or on antidepressants because they can't have children, like because yeah. they keep having multiple miscarriages? It's horrific. Yeah. But you know, thank God for Tyrone. He found his pace. They gave me this treatment, and I carried them to twenty nine weeks. My waters broke, real dramatic, like in but in my house because. That's also a myth. Women's waters don't usually break like in the films. That's kind of a myth. Did your waters break first? I No, I had to have them broken. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So, my waters broke first, and then that was, like, on a Thursday. And then they give you, like, steroids for the baby's lungs. Yes, and then... Yeah. I, but, but I'm of mixed heritage. Like, my mum's blonde hair, blue eyes, like you. And my dad's, like, Jamaican. Um, with an afro. I think it's Jimi Hendrix. And... <laughs> <laughs> and um, I went into this hospital and they gave me a room because when your twin pregnancy is high risk and I was a yeah. geriatric mother at 33 I suppose and um, they put me on like this you know just checking the baby's heartbeats and all of this stuff but like the next day I even had a show and I had a mixed heritage or light-skinned woman um, who was my midwife and yeah. a, 
a brown skinned, like probably English Asian registrar. And they just left me in this room, babe. They didn't give me no painkillers, nothing. So I had a show and then they were going, okay, we want you to shit in a pot. And I'm like, I could just hear my, my Jamaican nan going, Jade, you can't shit in a pot. Do you know what I mean? Like, probably Irish accent, but do you know, like, and then obviously I, I just kept going to the toilet, but I think I can't shit in a pot. But it was obviously the babies come in. Yeah. And they just left me in the room. So imagine when you've got your... But your water's are broken. Don't you have to give birth within 24 no, hours? No, they can otherwise? keep... And I think with twins, there might be dual sacs. Sometimes there's hind waters, apparently. Right. Sometimes okay. there's hind waters, I think that's okay. called. But, yeah. um, so they just left me in this room. And you know, like, on those hospital beds, you can put them up and down. Like, yeah. literally, through the night, I was having it up, down. This was like the aliens were inside me. That's all I can describe yeah. it. It was horrific, right? And so then Sunday, so Saturday rolled into Sunday and Sunday afternoon came and Tyron's like, I'm phoning him. He's like, how are you? I was like, oh God, it was horrific during the night, but I'm all right now because you know, yeah. like labour kind of calms yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, he's like, I'm going to wash the car and it was like a lovely sunny day. It was the 19th of February, lovely sunny day. I was like, all right, don't rush. I'm putting the washing out. Cool, cool. And then like, I was just like wriggling by the bed, like, you know, just like that tribal wriggling. Because yeah, actually, yeah. you know, like women give birth in fields every day, you know, millions yeah. of women, all, you know, in tribes all yeah. over the world right now. Um, and it was lucky, it was changeover. And there was a white um, doctor, she came in and she goes, oh, can I check you? I was like, you should know what, babe, it's fine. Like, it was worse last yeah. night. And she was like, no, I'd really like to check you. And she was like, you're 10 centimetres dilated. I was like, okay. So they rushed me from one side of this hospital to the other side. And when I had to look around the suite, I just never, because I've got these psychic abilities, because I like even envisioned Megan silence behind Prince the Queen before this happened, yeah? Even before she yeah. met him, I had this vision. I have visions of the future. So I'm either a psychic or a raving lunatic. <laughs> Probably a bit of both. But anyway, I digress. I went into, so when I went to view this um, hospital, you know when you have the walk around, I never wanted to look in the theatre because I think it's kind of like I knew I'd end up in there. But luckily I no. did because luckily, by the grace of God, none of the um, birthing suites were clean because, you know, in the hospital, they have a chain over, chain over about yes. eight and yeah, at yeah, midday yeah. they do their 12-hour shifts. And... Yeah. None of them were clean, so they had to put me in the theatre. Yeah. So, which was, by the grace of God, they did. So, basically, Tyrone got there in time. It was all very, like, it's like a film. So, the film Sliding Doors was actually filmed in this hospital. Yeah. And so, it really reminds you of a film. And this is, like, I want to make my film called Crazy in Love. But, basically, Tyrone ran up the... the um, Elevators weren't working, he had to run up the stairs, he got there in time, put his gowns on. And when you're having a twin birth in a theatre, there's about 10, 15 people. Because they're there to catch the babies, premature birth, all of that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like it's yeah. a full like scale production. Um, and I had Ben, like naturally, I didn't make a sound, like proper silent birth. And she's, you know, like the nurse is going, I was like, she's going, okay, you can push now. I was like... Yeah, but I don't want to breathe in your face. I don't brush my teeth. She was like, don't worry about that, love. Don't worry about that. So, so I pushed Ben out silently. And um, he came out, and but he wasn't crying. I'm like, Ty's not crying. And he was like, no, he's fine. He's got really big eyes. He was just looking around with his grumpy old man face. And um, just like his dad. And um, then 
basically with twins what can happen imagine there's like they're very compacted and then the space yeah. appears so either yeah. the diva rose which i call her just yeah. like mama and she's probably like what the hell is going on here and probably moved her arm and then her arm got stuck in the umbilical cord oh. so that that can obviously stop you know the the heart beating and all of that yes yeah yeah so they gave me i keep saying it's a magic pill because it's like alice in wonderland but they gave me like a pill and i was knocked out for like 24 hours that was some magic shit and um they had to emergency c-section her out for right me. okay yep yep um but they saved her but babe when i'm telling you that was not a nice introduction to childbirth so i wake up 24 hours later like so 10 weeks premature twins they don't even really look like babies. You see, like, the starving children of yeah. Africa that you see yeah, on the TV, yeah, yeah. like, malnourished, tiny, yeah. no eyebrows, you know, like, that kind of fluffy skin, no bum, just whole, like, it's horrific. Yeah. And you go into this world that you never... Like, I was a premature baby. I was six weeks early. But oh. um, you go into this, like... So I always knew I was, you know, born in this world in an incubator, and my mum told me this story. But until yeah. you've actually experienced it for yourself, like, heard the noise of like the bleeps and like the the whole regime of the system like you've got to, then you've got to pump your breasts every three hours you've got to feed yeah. learn to feed the baby you've got to listen to doctors analyzing you know the the you know emotional roller coaster which is NICU like one minute your baby's fine the next minute there's an infection and they've got to, yeah. it's horrific and these tiny yeah. weeny babies that can't protect themselves and, you know, like, Ben had to have a hernia operation. Oh, the baby God. looked like Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> I was going to take up a baby away. I was in there for, like, I swear they were in there for six weeks because they want you to get to, yeah, they want you to get to your, like, due date. Yeah. And then you take your babies home and they're not even fitting in the clothes because they're so tiny. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, you can only buy premature clothes in certain places. You put a normal hat on it, it covers the whole face. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's a world that you never want. You wouldn't wish it on your worst enemy. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I wouldn't wish my life on my worst enemy. <laughs> like, the amount of shit that I've gone through. It's going to be a great film, Amy. It's going to yeah. be a great yes, film. Yes, it is. <laughs> so, um, yeah, all for the film, all for the film. So, yeah, we went through that. And that was quite traumatic, but then obviously really joyous because to have a girl and a boy and twins at that is really magical. Um, And then two years later, I got pregnant again, naturally, Mm. and had an ectopic pregnancy, but the NHS didn't scan me. They refused to scan me, even though I was IVS, high risk, all of this stuff. You know, I had miscarriages before. They wouldn't scan me. So luckily I went back to the private doctor and because they scanned me so early, they identified I was having an ectopic pregnancy, yeah. which is when your baby or embryo starts to grow in your fallopian tube. Yeah, yeah. So they rushed me from the hospital um, off Harley Street to back to Chelsea, Westminster, where they saved my life because when they opened my stomach, it was full of blood, like it burst, oh. and they had to cut my tube, my right over my right oh. fallopian tube. And then two or three months later, I prayed under a tree. <laughs> you just pray under a tree, be fine. Keep God in your life, darling, we need God. And um, I got pregnant with May, naturally. And then when they scanned me, um, she'd come from my right ovary. So that's why I call her Miracle May. Didn't even know that was possible. Because apparently your floating tube can just go like that over different sides to different ovaries. Yeah, so that's why I call her Miracle May. 
And then I had to go back to um, Mr. Taranisi and have the IVIG yep. treatment. So you couldn't get that on the NHS? No, that's not recognised or available. It is in like they're doing Oxford studies now, but it's not. that's not widely known or available. So, wow. yeah. So they, you know, constantly monitored me for a few months and gave me this treatment until everything was safe and well. Yeah. Uh, maybe, I don't know, three, four, six months. You know, the baby's like developing well. And then you go back into the NHS system. And I also had to have, because um, the twins were so early, when I first found out I was pregnant, I had to have a cervical stitch. So that's where what they done is they realized that my cervix because i haven't had yeah. enough going in my life they realized that my cervix instead of being five centimeters it's only yeah. like one and a half so that's why oh, i have my babies early so they have to serve like sew you up yeah <laughs> so i'll still like wow. to the tail so um <laughs> yeah so then i had may and then went back to the same hospital chelsea was star and I had a plan C, uh, no, my waters broke early again. So I got taken back into hospital. Then they gave me a cesarean and she was about six, six weeks early. And she was about okay. four pounds when she was born, like tiny still, but not as yeah. tiny as the twins. Cause the twins were under about two pounds. <gasps> yeah. Like 1.1 kg the twins were wow. and twins. So May was about four pounds something, but they still rushed her into NICU into intensive yeah. care because of her low birth weight yeah but what they did to her we left her there oh in between feeds because then you have to go back on the ward where all the mothers got their babies and you ain't which is oh. another nightmare and you still got to pump your breasts and it's all a bit emotional mad yeah. and then you have your husband shouting you because you know men have got then the man's got to look after the twins and i've got to tell him what to do and you don't like being told what to do all that shit so then babe then what happened was went back the next morning and there was blood in the vials we're like what's that and they'd only pierced her stomach with the feeding tube but didn't <gasps> didn't go and tell me they didn't just say oh sorry we did that by accident they covered it up for about two weeks oh my god right okay so you can imagine covering something up from me Inspector yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> Clouseau, like, um, yeah, so that didn't really go down well. And I knew they covered it up because I remember seeing the, you know, like the x-rays because they x-ray babies and things like that. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I remember this Chinese woman, she just looked really guilty after she saw that I saw the x-ray and the tube was through the stomach. That's why. But they took me in a room and they were going to me, oh, I think it's something to do with your, you know, your blood and your platelets. You know, like, trying to blame it on me, you know, like, and the treatment you've had during your pregnancy. I couldn't believe it. So they tried that one, tried it. And then, like, about a week or two later, they kind of admitted that that's what happened. But all this oh while... Oh, my God. All this while, like, my husband's now looking after twins that are three. He's probably got hay fever because it's hay fever season, so he's a bit of a nightmare <laughs> in that. And, you know, the twins are snotty because you're three and... And your mum's just had a baby and she's just been taken away from you because yeah, she's yeah, now in yeah. the hospital all of the time. Yeah. And then, like, I went to the uh, mental health person because I know everybody from the hospital because it was like being in exactly the same place three years later. Yeah. And I went to the mental health person because there's obviously babies dying and, you know, babies with real genetic, you know, deficiencies yeah. and 
born with like chests open and oh, all sorts going on in there. Yeah. And I go to see um, Daniel, who was like a mental health person. I don't know if he's a psychiatrist, whatever he is. He's supposed to look after the women's and men's mental health on the ward. And I go to him, I said, like, my husband is finding this quite stressful. He's been a bit aggressive and rude. And I just need some, a woman to tell him, like um, a perinatal like, nurse, to yeah. say, you know, Jade has just had a stomach cut open. She is or isn't bipolar or whatever. Yeah. And she had breasts are pumping and it's, you know, emotional time. She's just had a baby and yeah. please stop shouting at her. Yeah. Simple things. I said, I don't want to go over my medical history, you know, like, yeah. I just, that's all I need. Some, just some yeah. support from a, you know, a woman to tell a man to go easy. Yeah. 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 Babe, did that happen? No, <laughs> no. My life's not that simple. So do you remember in 2015, do you remember that day of the um, eclipse? And they were going yes. that it was going to, the eclipse was going to happen and the computers were all going to go down. We, you know, yeah, 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 it was the apocalypse yeah. kind of thing, but it didn't. Yeah. And we just carried on. Yeah. It was that day because I just take pictures of everything on social media. Like even when I've been in mental hospitals, I take pictures. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, sometimes it gets a bit Kanye West. Like after I had the breakdown <laughs> after this, what I'm going to tell you now, went a bit Kanye West, but I've always taken pictures. So it's kind yeah. of my way of documenting my life. Yeah. So basically, I went, so I organised for the twins to be looked after by Tyrone's mum and for, you know, we used to go and, me and Tyrone to go and see this person and she had, she was new on the system, she hadn't read the notes or the gay guy hadn't sent notes yeah. and in 45 minutes I had to tell her my whole life history and at the end of it she went, yes, you, you are bipolar. I was like, what? <laughs> I, like, I told you that <laughs> and, and then I went up I was, just like, I was so pissed off I went to like in the hospital there, I couldn't find the church in the hospital at the time so I went to pray to Allah because <laughs> I was just like anyone help me so then I went back to the ward to feed my baby put her on the breast and just try and get her the fuck out of here yeah. before they do anything else Yeah. and they came to section me babe they came to section me so they basically firstly there was this, um, you know, John Lennon looking dude, and he came and said, you know, we've come to section you under section... Da, 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 da. And then this other woman who looked like my nan, like a, you know, like a nursey looking woman with silver earrings, she yeah. came in and I was like, oh, she's come to see if I'm all right. She come to section me well. And then this, like, Eastern European, big, like, Eastern European woman, she's like, we have come to section you. I was like, hang on a minute, I just got to phone my husband, Tyrone. <laughs> <laughs> You need to speak to these people because this ain't your Michael Jackson private healthcare. They're talking yeah. about mother and baby unit, or are going to the flipping Gordon Hospital around here. Like they say, yeah. good. Like you need to speak to him. Tyrone speaks to him, puts his nice, not shouty voice, and yeah. everything calms down. Then they're like, okay, we're going to give you home care. Anyway, it got a bit worse. I'll save it for the film, but there was a bit more shouting and you know marital issues within having twins, a new baby, yep. uh, yep. a lot of stress and men don't handle stress maybe as well as women and I was shouted out quite a lot and um, then imagine the night you finally come home after say three, four weeks being in hospital and the twins are excited and I've got the super girl baby grow for May that Eva had worn three years before and they've got their superman tops on 
then daddy carries on shouting because why is she letting her the baby the twins carry the baby because i need the picture bruv for the internet <laughs> bruv for the family album what's wrong with you and um, and the shouting continued and she was like the size of a shoebox and then the mental health people come around like the police and they're like we'll give you this pill so i'm now breastfeeding a premature baby who's had just had its stomach pierced and then they give me this pill and it, so i just took the pill you're like yeah. tired and you've had a really long day and you've pumped like I pump milk like I'm a cow going at you know milk yeah, going out yeah. of fashion and then um basically I took the pill and then an hour later I thought oh my god I haven't taken drugs for years you know like <laughs> no but like you know like because I was trying to get pregnant I came yeah. off all of these mental health drugs and I was fine do you know what I mean it's fine yeah and I'm just, I'm feeding a premature baby breast milk and you just give me some antipsychotic drugs that I haven't taken for what? Six, seven years. And I just felt like, so next day I woke up and felt like somebody had hit me over the head with a hammer. Yeah. And like Tyrone, you know, smokes and, you know, he's tired because he's looking over after the baby. So... And you've got a premature baby. You need to be awake. There's a reason why yeah. women are awake and they feed every few hours because yeah. Yeah, yeah. they need to be awake because they need to even hear if a baby cries if it's breathing to keep yeah. feeding the baby. And it just didn't sit well with me and it didn't make me feel yeah. good. And I was just yeah. like, but then you're in the NHS system, yeah. and you know you're all so emotional and you've also got you know husbands and kids and everyone shouting at you and. I just took, I picked the wrong people to talk to. I called this um, health worker, this African health worker. And um, she's a bit dizzy anyway, you know, like somebody works around the corner and she never knows where she's going. So I should have known. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, so now I'm in the care of the NHS mental health, which is a whole nother ball game to private health care. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. And basically... This health worker tells, so things ain't great between us and there's a lot of shame going on. So then I didn't want to go to the mother and baby unit because my auntie had gone to a mother and baby unit and they're not the same. Like my cousin still has issues. And anyway, I just thought that's not a good place for a baby to be a premature one of that. And I just thought that's not where I'm going and that's not what I'm going to do. And like, so basically this health worker, she, this black health worker, she told me, to go to the Gordon Hospital, it's a mental health hospital around the corner, and tell my children that I'm going to Sainsbury's. They're three years old. I told them I was going to Sainsbury's. I didn't come back for three weeks, babe. So imagine it was Friday. <laughs> it's Friday. Everyone wants to go home from work. I go in there. I've got, this is like a business meeting. So I go in there, like business meeting, three things, you know, husband's stress, you know, relationship stress. Yeah. Just had a premature baby. I'm not ill. I don't need any drugs. Simple thing. Yeah. Like, I've, I'm fine. That's all yeah. it is. That's it. Did anyone want to hear that? No, no, no. So then they, you know, give you um, assessments with three males, you know, one Italian, one Chinese, one thing. Oh, we're going to give you the, uh, the halo drug. What part of, what, the one that predisposes lithium from 1925? No, thank you. I'm fine. So this is about 10 o'clock in the morning. Um, so then they send in someone else to assess you. And the more you say no, 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 
by six o'clock on a Friday, the first person I was going home to his wife, yeah. and then we are sectioning you under the health act. Da, 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 da. Sectioned. Ching ching. Ah. <laughs> I had Big Marlon. You know Big Marlon yeah, and yeah, yeah. and Sarah. Yeah. Come to the mental hospital. They're like Jade. Take the fucking drugs. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> take the drugs. Take the drugs. It was like a bit like the Matrix. Take, yeah. take the pills. Take the pills. Are they really telling me to take the pills? I say take the pills. Do you know what I mean? So anyway, I took these fucking pills, about babe. <laughs> oh my god. So basically, now I'm round the corner. So I was happy that I was round the corner. So then Tyron yeah. had the premature baby. I was still yeah. having to pump milk. I was calling up, you know, um, mental health. Uh, drugs helplines about the you know effect on baby's milk and the drugs that they were giving me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These drugs sent me off the fucking chain, babe. <laughs> so I was doing like I have flashbacks. Like I was fine when we, I was in there. They gave me these drugs. They sent me. I was Erica. I was listening to Erica Badu. Yeah. I was like I was fine. Like I I just decided to myself. Okay, I'm the queen. Like the queen like what does the queen do when shit's going on in her family she don't give a shit she just smiles and waves isn't it like yeah, yeah whatever's yeah. going on she just smiles and waves <laughs> yeah. do you know what i mean she whatever's going on with her family she doesn't have to talk, do you know what i mean she just keeps the family together yeah she don't say shit and she just carries on in it like so i had to keep the black family together husband tyrone the twins the baby keep it together keep it together jade so whatever the shit they throw at me i'm the queen and i'm keeping yeah. shit together so basically yeah. this so what had happened was i'd done cognitive behavioral therapy and i'd yeah. done this um like a powerpoint chart yeah and it was like it was a triangle and it had like warning signs like projects and um i don't know creative projects and this and that whatever my warnings and deaths and you know stressful situations but it was like a warning sign to me you know if these things are happening it's fine like Cognitive yeah. behavioural therapy is these things are always going to happen. This is life, but these are yeah. ways you deal with it. Tyrone had only picked it up and read it wrong, <laughs> so so he'd read. If I'm doing these things, you're ill. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Bit yeah, of a breakdown yeah. in communication. <laughs> yeah. So basically, he's thinking I'm start raving mad when actually all I'm doing is trying to be you know strong black woman, mother, yeah. wife. He thinks I'm ill. Anyway, I go into this hospital and they won't even listen to the fact that I've done cognitive behaviour therapy. They won't listen to the fact that I don't want to take drugs. They won't listen to the fact that, you know, I'm not taking these drugs for years and I'm fine. No, yeah. no, they won't listen to anything. This this male doctor, I don't even remember his name because he's such an asshole. but there was a female doctor, um, you know, working under him, so less senior. Yeah. And at the end of my stay, she took me into the room and she was like, Jade... I must say, you've handled yourself very well. And you know, like we had this women to women look like, I felt like, oh my God, I am the queen. And this is like, but you know, like I had this vision of Megan and I had this vision of not Megan, but a mixed heritage person silence behind the queen. And I thought it was me. Cause she kind of looks like me. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, we look yeah. kind of similar. But this was before, this was in 2005, May was born in 2015. This was before Megan went Harry. Anyway, part of the film. And um, 
I basically came out of the hospital. One day I was like in the um, charity shop buying clothes for the kids, like a bit of retail therapy, hiding from Tyrone to charge my phone. And this woman, this doctor walks in and she's got a son too, similar age, and she's married yeah. to a man, um, probably an Eastern European man. She knows what it's like to be a mother. And she knows what it's like to be shouted at. Yeah. And she, I said to, can I phone you one day? And I, I had this worst, worst post-traumatic stress where I would wake up and I'd be shaking and sweating and nightmares and flashbacks of all these drugs they gave me and what I did. Do you know what I mean? Like I dressed yeah. up, you know, I dressed up. <laughs> I was working it in there. Like some, I don't know, like just some mad visions and things that happened. And then I phoned her up one day when I finally plucked up the courage because I found, I phoned like lawyers and stuff to see if I could sue. And you can't yeah. sue because now I'm just like certified mad. And yeah. I, you know, like, and with the kids as well, like, unless your child is disabled, you know, there's nothing you can do about this accident. Do you know what I mean? Yes, yes, yeah. So, yeah. And with the, you know, her, so I phoned her up one day and I was like, can you phone me back? And she phoned me back. She said, Jade, I'm leaving this hospital. Her name's Dr. Monica Bellasham. She is leaving this hospital to go and work in Kensington, Chelsea with the children, the mentally ill children. So yeah. she's kind of telling me, I'm leaving this hospital because I saw what happened to you and that was shit. Do you know what I mean? She didn't say it, but women, yeah. And then yeah. she I said, can I ask you something? I said, did the drugs you gave me make me ill? And she was like, yes. And then that even made me really ill. You know, like, because then you're just like... <sighs> and then, like, so a year after, when the day that David Bowie died... Yeah. I had a proper breakdown, like, literally, like, a year after that experience. Because I kind of yeah. just kind of came out of hospital and just carried on. But yeah. the trauma of having that done to you... I just, like, couldn't believe it. And then also, you know, like, there's been studies to show that miscarriage and stillbirths and, you know, um, ectopic pregnancies and, you know, IVF, it's all very traumatic. That's, like, yeah. a traumatic yeah. experience. But that wasn't even a conversation or recognised yeah. in this place. I mean, in the mental hospital, the only time you got any fresh air was to go and have a cigarette on the roof with all the crazy people. Um it was like a social experiment like it was crazy um but i went back there and then i just didn't take any drugs i just pretended i took the drugs so then i got moved onto all the levels of all the floors yeah. <laughs> I met all the mad people <laughs> i had a great time yeah um yes but i'm here to tell the tale and i just, write my I book. understand if you just You've got three-year-old twins. You've just had a premature baby who's been injured at a hospital. I don't understand how how else are you supposed to act under those circumstances? Like, of course you're going to be a bit crazy or a bit disorientated or stressed or... Because yeah, I was, those really I was fucking I was, stressful things. I was stressed. I was stressed. And you're going to be arguing with your partner because that's life. But when, yeah, but when your partner thinks you're, you're mad, that's why I'm going to like call it crazy enough because that, because, you know, like partners of people with bipolar or mental health conditions, like that's, that's hard for them as well. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm Mm -hmm. seeing it from one side. Oh, it's a lot, babe. It's just, yeah. I just don't understand what the benefit is to take you out of the family home 
when you've got three kids that need you. Because I think... you were a danger. No, because I think what they do is you're like... You then become a tick list. So you are... You're bipolar. You mm. are... So then you're mentally ill. So then have you got post-traumatic... Um, not post-traumatic stress. What's it when you... Uh, what's after you give a birth? What's uh, post depression. depression. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. then you could be, you know, suicide. You know, like all of these yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. You've got all of these ticks against your name. I'm also, yeah. you know, an angry black woman. You know, like, and I'm Jamaican. So if something's wrong, I'll shout. So that don't go down too well. Then you're aggressive. Yeah. You're irritable because that's part of your bipolar diagnosis. Do you know what I mean? All of these yeah, things. Yeah. Or am I just angry because you're treating me like an absolute C-U-N-T? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but how are you? Do you take anything now? No, I no. need alcohol. Yeah, <laughs> quite a lot of it. <laughs> I think everybody's alcohol intake's gone up. Or have you stopped drinking? Are you going to tell me you want to then reform to people? I stopped drinking. Oh my god, Amy, did you? About eighteen months ago, yeah. Did but you? But you know, I'm so grateful that I stopped before all this shit because I would have been drinking a lot if I hadn't and did you I, stop? Just, I can't function did you stop for a reason because it was getting out of control did you just decide one after day I, stop? after I do know I had a lot of skinny shoes eczema and stuff and drinking just makes it all worse I've always kind of had it but it's been under control mm-hmm. but um it just got a lot worse I've I get drunk very easily so I have two glasses two, not two glasses two mouthfuls and I'm drunk and then i'll drink clothes because i've got no oh i'll just have no a couple, stop do you yeah. know what i mean i'm not i'm not one of them yeah and i'm on my own with the kids so yeah i you can't be hung over with children you've just got to get on with it you can't be sick when you've got kids can you so no, ever i eat badly i'm moody yeah there's just there wasn't any benefit for yeah. the sake of just getting drunk for those few hours for then the repercussions of the next week or whatever i'm just like do you know what and but it, it was more for the skin but i've always kind of been a bit i need to stop it makes me sick i've always been really sick oh you puke like proper puke awful headaches uh, but for like a few days not just like the next day oh god i've always been very bad so it just doesn't agree it's not with attractive me. Eh? No, but I feel my skin's a lot better and I feel so much better. I don't miss it at all. At I think, all. I mean, I, no, I just can't even say I'd like to give up drinking because it's like, I feel like I've got three kids and a moany husband. Do you know what I mean? Like a loving <laughs> husband, but quite a moany one. He's like, an, I call him granddad. Like he's always been my granddad since I met him like 20 years ago. Um, but um, yeah, and my mum, and but actually saying that, I have to be honest with myself. My mum has always drunk, like she always had a bottle of wine and now I kind of know why, because she had kids and my, my dad yeah. had to deal with. But then she did have a heart attack, um, was it last year or the year before? Um, and when you have a heart attack, they say that's one of the things, do you smoke? She never really smoked, um, yeah. she gave it, but do you drink? So that's probably a consideration because I've also had my hip replacement done. So yeah, my mum had course, a hip replacement. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, and they need to kill me then because they didn't even give me any painkillers and they just left me to get up and keep walking. <laughs> like, I think I shouldn't go back to the hospital, babe. I don't think you should go back to the hospital. <laughs> How long ago did you have the hip replacement? Two years ago now. Two okay. years ago. So, yeah. Um, so, but I do like a drink. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I've well, got, I think I... I've got one vice. I don't smoke crack. Yeah, well, that's that's a bonus. 
<laughs> not today. <laughs> Get on it when the kids went to school. No, no, no. Oh, well, it's back to Napa 2022, Jade. Pardon? Oh, Napa. Back to Napa. See, I never went. I went to Iron Napa when I was kids. Like Tyrone went to an, an Iron Napa, and my sister went Napa with the Raven thing. I went to Tenerife. Yeah. Was you on that flight? Did you go Tenerife when? Are you probably organised for them to go? Um, oh, what with the dream team? Yeah. Did you all? Because I reckon you was working with them then. This was like you know, it's a London thing. That yeah, was the yeah, dub, yeah, the dub yeah. plate that they used out there because I won a holiday in SW1 Club to Tenerife. So this was like before Napa. Yeah, like that's yeah, when no. I arrived. I, um, was, I was with them after Napa. Okay. I was I was the Radio 1 years. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm, yeah. Are we going? Yeah. <laughs> are we? Oh, yeah. yeah. Where do, yeah. do we have to put... I have to pay like £10 a week out of the child benefit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> find out what i thought is we could go and get a nice villa and then just dip in and out i ain't staying in no shit hotel my sister was like everyone will be 18 i'm like no they worry no. 60 year olds yeah yeah exactly <laughs> garage crew. Oh, so, crew so your company then you do events yeah well we will do is ever an event again yeah, yeah. so basically with my gay best friend john we started yeah. yellow croft events yeah um so whenever we're allowed to have events, because it's all a bit shaky now. I don't even believe like this is going to, I don't even know what's going to happen. None of us know. Yeah. Only God knows. None of That's, us know. Yeah. None of us none know. None of us know what's going to happen. Like, I really like the fact that they're still planning carnival, but I won't hold my breath. Um, yeah. So, yeah, the events, but we're definitely going to do this photo shoot with the kids. Um, Brilliant. So we offer photo shoots with styling. It's like, yeah. you know, like to commemorate kids get so big so quick and like yeah. if you can capture on a nice picture while they still let you take a picture of them yeah um so i quite like doing that um because yeah because i lost my job due to covid because i used to um help uh, a lady that designs like uh vintage inspired really nice clothing for the hotel and restaurant industry and obviously that's uh, gone a bit down. Yeah. I, was, I really enjoyed that, going to the office and having some other conversation. Yeah, I bet. But I'm going to concentrate on writing my book, um, Good. Crazy in Love for the film. Yep. Um, kind of like Crash, kind of like um, Sliding Doors, a bit Bridget Jones, um, a bit Erin Brockovich. Nice. Um, yeah. I totally think you should. Just do it. Yeah, I've started it. it. I've started yeah. it. And it's in about like loads of places, but yeah, and like you know, like with Kanye West and his, you know, bipolar and all of these things. I think they're all very topical. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, being mixed, being black, being um, IVF, bipolar, social media kind of story. I think it's quite apt. So yeah. I need to do it and stop talking about it. Like I've got it all. It's all there. I just need to put all the jigsaw pieces together. Yeah. Well, it might, you'll have more time now the kids are back. Yes. And it's not... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God. But, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's been amazing. Thank you so much for sharing. And I'll post all of your links and everything. We saved this where video and send it to me. You. Hell, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I will do. But, yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. And I think with um, International Women's Day... And all yes. of this Megan stuff. I think it's just really important for women to kind of 
check in with each other, especially with this COVID yep. thing still going on. I think it's good to talk, you know, like BT said. 100%. Because I think we've got really used to, like, texting each other. And yeah. I don't think that's the same as having a good chin wag with your girlfriend. Because yeah. I think that's kind of our form of therapy yeah, a lot of yeah. the time. Do you know what I mean? Like, even 100%. just to be heard. Because I, yeah. I went to try and find therapy because I thought, oh, you know, I have a bit of downtime every few, you know, like when the winter comes and a bit SAD in September and stuff. And I kind of just disappear from the internet and kind of go a bit quiet for a few months with the run up to Christmas. But like I tried to get some, you know, therapy with like a black woman and stuff, but they want to give me more cognitive behaviour therapy, which a woman said, I don't need that. I need like just someone to talk to. And yeah. I just, and then they said, oh, you have to pay for it. And then I just spent the money on eBay. So it's just like, <laughs> so I just think my point is I really I'm an advocate of mental health and I'm an yeah. advocate of women and we are all queens and we need to uplift each other yeah. Um, and we need to support each other. You know, it's not easy being a wife. It's not easy being a mother. It's not easy being a woman, even if you've got no kids. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. there's hormones. Yeah. We've got the flipping menopause to look forward to. Do you know what I mean? Like, seriously, did God not yeah. give us a break? <laughs> so, you know, like a woman's work is never done, but to reach uh -huh. out and touch women and to speak to them and have conversations, I just think that is God's work. Like, we are helping each other, we're listening yeah. to each other, we're supporting each other, and we're uplifting each other. So if yeah. you ever need to call me Amy, I am there. Thank you, darling. And right back at you. Mm. It's been so lovely. All right, love you. Bye. Bye. I've just realised that my washing machine is on, so you'll hear that in the background. Sorry, I do that quite a lot. But my washing machine's been broken for a week, and it's just got fixed today. So I'm very excited. I've, I'm doing like 15 loads of washing now, as you do. But, um, God, that was really boring, wasn't it? <laughs> so, yeah, I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you weren't too upset by... Um, things that she said just in the way because it is upsetting obviously um she's got a wicked instagram page the sullivan's london her puts up beautiful photos of her children her children are gorgeous so check that out sorry the machine's going to start really going for it now i'm going to post links to everything so um check out my social media or the details on the um page that you're listening to the podcast from because that will have the links on there please subscribe to the podcast give it a five star review if you fancy it don't give it a three star or under review please because you know give it a five star review even if you don't mean it maybe one day we'll get there <laughs> spread the word and have a lovely week have a lovely week take care of your head because your head is important. It's all about mental health. Go for a run. That's what I suggest. Running saved my head. But it also is... I did a half marathon the other week and I absolutely hated every second of it. So don't run too far. That's my advice. Anyway, I'm rambling. Big love to you all. Stay safe and sane. As I always say, Scroobius Pip, I've not nicked it from you. Check out my artwork from the last year, bruv. All right? He had a go at me for nicking his stay safe and sane. I was like, I've been saying that for over a year. Cheek. 
Oh, I'm, I'm on his podcast. I don't know when it's coming out, but if you check his Distraction Pieces network, he's doing a month's... Sorry, the machine is definitely going for it now. He's doing a month's worth of mental health podcasts with loads of amazing people. Stephen Graham, Simon Pegg, Fern Cotton, Gail Porter, to name but a few. Me. I know. Lola, my daughter, my 10-year-old daughter's on there. Work. Um, talking about her experiences. They're amazing podcasts, Work. so check that out. Love you all. Work. See you next week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Manny's and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.